welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of um, Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is a follow-up to the We Care Do You uh, podcast we had with Joanne and Dan and Trev the, uh, last week. Uh, we've got Joanne back on again. Who uh, Joanne Tester is from the Arsenal Supporters Trust and also writes for She War. Uh, Joanne was at the um, question and answer session on the 25th uh, and has been involved with some of the ongoing um, chat among the groups. Um, and she's kindly come on to to speak to myself and Trevor. Unfortunately, Dan can't join us on this one um, to to just go back over uh, th- looking at at how the campaign is going. Um and 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 from there. So Joanne, welcome back. Hello. You okay? okay? Yes, good. Bit, thank you. A little bit early, isn't uh, it? <laughs> it certainly is. And Trev, we got you here as well. Yeah. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Yeah, we have got a little bit of echo on the line, but we'll try and get some of that out of the way. So, Joanne, I suppose I'll ask you the questions, and uh, then I'll leave you uh, to answer. So, the, the, the first question was: um, Do you want to recap on the like the the, the 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 campaign, the letter to the owners, the We Care to You Instagram and Twitter campaign that went on the Saturday beforehand, where um, my uh, my my uh, my Twitter actually blew up, and my brothers did too because he follows me on Twitter. John, I'll leave it to you. Yeah, so we so we released the statement at eight forty five on the fifteenth of July. Um, we had timed this because obviously we wanted some time to prepare for the question and answers, and we wanted the club a little to have a little bit of time to prepare. So the the statement on the whole was around us feeling marginalised, um, and it was kind of reiterating that all the supporters groups or or a vast majority of them had come together. Um, and shared um, the same concerns. So we spoke in that statement about that we need better leadership. Um, We also spoke about that we've had a passive owner for for quite some time and that Stan Crank is often absent um, from the club and from communicating with the fans. Um, So we also said in the statement as well that, you know, we have invested money in recent years, but the approach to buying and selling players was still something that was of a concern to us. Spoke a little bit as well about the um, atmosphere at the Emirates. Um, And then we spoke as well about the European Social League as well, which is another ongoing concern. And then we also had uh, the Twitter campaign the following Saturday. What was the what was the idea behind that? Was that just to get the we care? Do you message out there and just create, uh, I don't know, create just traffic, social media traffic? Yeah, so obviously we wanted, um, you know, we wanted the brand, the We Care Do You, to be out there. Um, But also it became evident very, very quickly that people wanted to sign up to the statement. And what we couldn't have is kind of, you know, 100,000 names kind of, you know, keep altering this statement. So we set up the, the petition, which actually wasn't a petition as such. It was a statement, but it meant that anybody could sign. And and I think that's currently at about 105,000, signatories on that. So on the 25th, there was a question and answer scene. And Trevor, if you've got any questions at any point, please do just uh, pop your hand up and, and we'll get you in. Uh, we Abs- haven't even said hello to you, have we? <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Carry on, carry on. 
Okay, so set the scene for us, please, um, Joanne. Who who was at this uh, this meeting, um, both for, for Arsenal and for uh, We Care? Okay, so we had um, we had quite a lot of representatives there in the audience. The people who are invited are representatives from the um, supporters trusts, so and the and the supporters group. So what happens is they usually send an email out beginning of July saying there'll there'll be a ballot. Let us know if you want to go. So there was there's probably about three hundred tickets I would say from all the different groups, and I think some of the kind of the Scottish supporter group and and, and whatnot. Um, so there was a lot of us there. On the panel was um, Raoul and um, Vinay initially, and then Edu come on. So what happens is you roll up at six thirty, and you get a free pint and pie, and you go in, and then it starts sometimes afterwards. This year, however, was different. So they let us in late and usually you everyone gets a chance to kind of have a drink beforehand, mingle a little bit and talk. But it was really, really rushed. So most people didn't get to get their free pie and pint because they had two separate queues. Um, so there was just a massive queue running throughout and then you literally had to go and sit down. So it was quite rushed and because we got in late, they opened the doors late. I think I was probably in there five, ten minutes before the actual event started, which was a shame, really. And why do you think it was different? Do you think the letter made that difference? Or do you just think it's a change in regime? What What do you think maybe changed it? I think it's possibly a few things, to be honest. I think there was certainly a nervousness from the panel, which I can understand. And I think it's only fair to say at at this stage, you know, those two are employees of Arsenal Football Club. And actually, they got all of the grief when really our owner should have been sitting there. You know, that's what we wanted. We wanted to be directing the questions at Stan or Josh. So they kind of took it in the neck, really, for them. Um, I think they were, there was, yeah, there was most definitely a nervousness um from the panel there was a lot of um it was quite volatile at times from the audience which isn't too unusual at these events but certainly i haven't seen it that volatile before the last time i went was when they had just given um arsene wenger a two-year contract and that was you know that was a little bit um you know that could that was a bit boisterous at times but this was this was quite different that the the feeling across the majority of the floor was real kind of anger really trevor you know, joe sort of answered my question there but uh, just going back to you saying you were waiting outside they didn't open the doors till late um, you, you weren't looked after very well does that looking at the bigger picture does that sort of give you a reflection of how what of of what Arsenal Football Club thinks of its fans, or or was it just a as you say a nervousness because they weren't quite sure what was coming, Joe? I think it's I think it's a reflection. I think they have become scared of the fans, and that isn't ever what we wanted um, to achieve through the We Care Do You campaign. You know, we what we want to achieve is an open and honest dialogue with the club. So I think there's a little bit of that, but also I think they are so far detached now from the fans, and and it never used to be like that. And there was it really stood out because Arsenal usually do these events really really well. And and it's kind of classy and you feel special. You know, you go into, you know, parts of the stadium that you can't go into at other times. Um, 
it felt as though it had been literally pulled together in an afternoon. It was, it felt like it was quite chaotic. And there were several, several questions asked as well. Um, of the questions that were asked, like there was questions asked about, you know, where's the money, um, uh, you know, uh, and the other topics that were on the, on the letter. They talked about um, the new shirt launch. They talked about the the the, um, the tour, um, and they talked about using academy players and 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 the new structure of how they're going to find players, etc. What questions stood out? to you the most and which ones seem to be the most important to you? Yeah, okay. So um, that they spoke a lot about the, the restructuring and, and it was then that kind of people started calling out a bit. And I've got to say, these weren't people from the We Care Do You campaign. There was a, there was a really strong feeling amongst the, the kind of audience. Um, so what people at that point were calling out is, you know, um, you know we had to restructure because, you know, because of the mess that was left you know, um, previously over the last 10 years, that kind of stuff. I think what stood out, one of the things that stood out was actually something that they didn't say. Not at any time did any of those panels utter the word croink or ownership at all. And and the first guy who asked a question was actually sitting right by me and he, he wasn't part of our campaign. I'd never met him before. But as I, as I went in and he said to me, just to warn you, I could be asked to leave. And he was absolutely beside himself. And he got the first question in and, and his question kind of went on a little while. But he actually said is, where are our owners? Where are they? And then that kind of set the scene a little bit, to be honest. So I felt a bit, I felt a bit sorry for Vinay and Rao at times because they literally were being pressured the whole time from start to finish. Um, but obviously, one of the questions that we had put in our statement that did get asked was around safe standing and so we really welcomed Vinny's commitment to safe standing he actually said that and that the club are undertaking a feasibility study he also explained really well why this is going to be a challenge for us at Arsenal because of the depth of the steps um, on the lower tier and, and all kinds of things um, but at least the club are looking at it yeah, they, they they said about that it's a shout because it's a, sh- a very shallow rake, um, uh, which we do know when you're in the lower tier, uh, and especially if you're in the North Bank, everyone's standing anyway. But uh, yeah, I, I would like to see safe safe standing. Um, so they t- talked about money, and um, some people said like, you know, what are you going to do about different positions, about centre backs? Uh, um, we've only got forty million, which is obviously something the media are forty five million. Um, which the the media have, it now looks like we're we're spending money. Do you think the the, the campaign have any credit to take f- for that? And if so, why? Well, I think we were probably always going to spend money because generally we do spend money. You know, we, 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 we spend pretty well, to be honest. I think it's a bit of a myth that we don't ever invest. Um, but, but, I mean, my feeling is I'm excited about the sign-ins, you know, because I'm, I'm an Arsenal supporter and what I want to see more than anything is us do well on the pitch. But we're not doing anything out of the ordinary. We're Arsenal Football Club and we should be improving the side and the quality of the side. And I think that we also shouldn't forget is, as it stands at the moment, we've kind of signed three players. One won't step foot in England um, for the next year. 
Um, you know, the other one is is very young and the other one's on loan. So I think as it stands at the moment, I'm hoping Tierney and um, Pepe come off. But if they don't, this really can't be classed as a good window. But we should be improving the side um, every year. That should be a given for a club like Arsenal Football Club. And, and I think one of the things is we have to remember as well that this is on the back of arguably letting our best player leave on a free. So, so the questions that we raised in the statement, you know, they're still relevant. There has been a mismanagement. And what we want is reassurance that that won't continue going forward. Trevor? Yeah, absolutely agree, Joe. I mean, the, the, the problems we face as fans watching our team is that we've watched this decline over, over previous years, haven't we? And we've also watched every year not a lot be done about it. I, I mean, we, we start seasons full of optimism and, and, and for years now we, we've been shot down again. And we, So it does look like there's, different, different, there's a different regime being put in place now. It does look more positive for from me as a fan looking in. I'm still confused as to why it took so long to actually make these these sweeping changes in certain areas that they've made. But you're right, I, I, there's still a lot to be done and we still need assurances that this will continue. Um, um, a, question, a question I have, uh, Joanne. Um, Edu, did he... Sometimes I, I I I like the guy as a player and everything else. I thought he was good at Arsenal and he's an invincible, etc. But did he come across as just a puppet for the regime? Because this use use of the phrase "I am home" and "home" and "home" it just seems he seems very media driven, media trained. What did you think? Yeah, he was thrown into the lion's den a little bit, really. I mean, he did get a good reception, but he came into a really volatile environment um, when he came in. So by that point, you know, people were kind of fed up, to be honest, because we hadn't got the answers that we particularly wanted from the other two. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was all a bit... It was all a bit staged, really. So the, the the big, yeah, I'm home and, you know, this is where my heart is kind of thing. You know, of course, we all love to hear that. Actually, what would have been really useful is for Edu to come in and say, and I don't expect anybody on that panel to be detrimental about the old regime. That isn't the way Arsenal Football Club do things, and I'm I'm not you know promoting that they should do. What would have been great was for him to say, you know, this is exactly what I'm going to be doing. You know, I'm aware of these areas that we need to work on. Um, but it was kind of, yeah, it was all a bit, um, you know, house on the prairie, to be honest. It was all, you know, all very nice. And and that's the bit that's so frustrating with the club. You know, they think we're stupid and we're not, you know, and behind the campaign, we're lucky to have some really, really smart people, you know, behind this and with a really high reach and, um, and they know what they're talking about. You know, they really are the experts on Arsenal Football Club. So it just always feels as though we're being talked to rather um, but than um, having an actual conversation with. And what, what they do is they listen, but they don't actually hear. I actually felt as though they were just dismissing some of the things. And then what happens, that's when you get people calling out. And there was a lot of that. So people were calling out when um, when Vinay was talking about the new structure and and again just talking about the 14 months and that's a real frustration to me because of the last 10 years of stagnating and declining and there was people calling out you know what's the time frame how is this going to look on the pitch 
And I don't know whether they just didn't want to answer it or whether they don't know the answer. But again, that's still something that is hanging over that we want to push the club further on. Trevor, you can say something. Joe, have the club given a commitment to um, to come back at a later date, say in a few weeks' time, with some written or statement answers to, to what was raised at this meeting? No, they haven't. So that's what we're that's what we're hoping um, to explore further. So that that really is that's part of our next our next move, really. So what we want is that we don't want relationships to break down, obviously, so early, we want to have a dialogue, we think that we've got some valid questions to ask. And we think that people want to know the answers. Well, we know people want to know the answers. So that is something that we will be exploring. There is also the root of the fans forum and we do have people who are big supporters of the campaign sitting on there. So we know that that is another avenue that we can get these questions asked. So um, so we've just got to be a little bit smart really about how we get the questions in because the opportunities such as the question and answers are few and far between. And of course we can't force the club to um, to engage in a dialogue with us. But what we can do is what is we have to keep trying. And I think it's fair to say, you know, we knew when we started this, this was going to be a long, long journey. So certainly at the moment, we're just looking at this season, but we are prepared. We are, you know, we are absolutely fully prepared for this to run and run for as long as it has to. Um, so, but I'm hoping that we will be able to, you know, make some progress this season with the club. I suppose that half answers my next question. The aftermath is, is what I was going to say. You messaged me afterwards and you said something along the lines that, that it was a total farce and that you're all going for a beer to consider what next. What was that feeling like in the pub on, on the Holloway Road or wherever? Yeah, well... I think that, yes, I think, and at that point, we were all kind of really angry. And that's why we have taken our time uh, to pull together our next statement, really, for social media, because it's really easy to fall into, you know, if any of us had got our hands on the Twitter account at that point, we probably would have said things that wouldn't be helpful. So we, so we had an agreement that we would give this 48 hours, we'd all read the transcript, uh, we'd give it a little bit of thought and that's what we've done and actually then we've come back together and we've got some really, really good ideas for the next statement. So it's really important for us that we have to stay, with, you know, we have to keep our feet on the ground because of course, underpinning all this we're supporters we feel the anger like everybody else so um so i won't repeat some of what was said in the pub afterwards but that was us responding as supporters um so yes so we we gave ourselves a bit of time we want to be measured we want to be reasonable so um so we're yeah trying to sort of keep ourselves in check and i think we've done that pretty well you touch on uh, social media there for a second. I don't know if you've seen uh, some, uh, I'm on loads of different Facebook groups and, and so on. Um, and there's some com comments which are very critical of the campaign uh, on Facebook. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I suppose, uh, do they really understand what the campaign is about? 
Yeah, no, I don't think everybody does. Um, and, and but but that isn't me being critical of those people because actually what they want to see is that their big priority is signings, and I absolutely understand that. You know, that really is a big thing for all of us as supporters. In our statement, it was never about signing. So it's it's much broader than that. It was about the the management of um of of transfers and players going on free and and, and whatnot. So so yes, what we have to do is we have to just keep on translating to everybody that it's much wider than that, the campaign. Um, we were we knew not to focus on transfers because we we all were very very certain that we would make some big signings because that's what Arsenal Football Club do. So um, so yes yeah, so but we we've all got our other points. The European um, Super League is a massive thing. We really want some assurances and we want to have the dialogue around transfers going forward. We want to know what's changed. So Josh said about Edu was the final piece in the jigsaw. So we've got different ingredients, but are we still cooking with the same pot? You know, has there really been a change or have we simply just put different personnel in place? Um, I suppose, I don't know how much you can tell us on this. Like you said that you took 48 hours and, and the campaign and, and you've regurgitated and read the transcripts and everything else. Um, what actions are the campaign going to do going forward what can some you might be able to share because the impact you want to but can you give us a flavor of what what they're trying to do yeah so i mean one of the things is we're kind of identifying key points in the season because because it really is all about timing so you know what what we're not planning on doing at this time is a protest march and storming the director's box you know none of that none of that kind of stuff is being discussed so we're looking at possibly whether the AGM could be something where we could communicate again with the club we've obviously got the fans forums um and so we're looking at at key points at the moment you know we we do have to we have to get this timed right because what happens is if we if we win 10 games on the bounce people lose interest in what's happening at board level and that's absolutely fine you know as football supporters we should only really be concentrating about what happens on the pitch but because of the mess that the club has has been in for us our other points are are really important so we will keep plugging away at them and whilst we understand people want us to be really loud and, and visible I guess one of the things that I would say is you know we have daily conversations you know every single day since this started so we're always planning we're always looking at what we need to do um next and as we said in our statement to um stan Quaint, we're watching you know we are watching very very carefully i do think it's important that you try and get a message out to people uh, sooner rather than later because um some of the guys on on various groups have all think that you know uh the we care do you campaign is patting itself on the back because we've got possibly pepe signing for us and uh you know do they really think they can influence this uh, buying of a player this this player would have been you know in in <laughs> probably moving probably two months ago the the talk would have been gone well before the letter um you know it's important i think as well that they get out that the campaign is not 
just about signings that it's uh, for me and why i'm really on board with it i think it's about opening a dialogue and a continuous dialogue with uh, the club and you say that the, you're planning for this season I, d- I do agree that it has to be beyond this season it, sh- it should almost be forever that you are part of the the, the supporters trust itself that it's a re- reincarnation of the supporters trust the forums everything else uh, because the football is football is not watched just by the guys and girls in the stands uh, you know there's people all over the world all over social media football's huge now trevor did you want to add anything to that yeah just the ideal place to be i, I just wanted to get joe's view on this but from my perspective the ideal place for this week the you to be in, in a season or two time would be that because you've structured what you do and you don't rant and rage and scream at the club every week, you would build a trust with the club and eventually the club would come to you and say, this is what we're going to do. We're telling you, the fans, this is, this is, this is how we're going to move it forward. And then we, we all, we're all happy again, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what and that's what we're kind of trying to do. And, and and but not to do to get into the club's pockets. We've got no interest in in that at all. And I think with regards to your point Fergus about, you know, some of the comments about the campaign patting themselves on the back, you won't hear any of that from anybody in the campaign because actually we never spoke about signings because that wasn't that was never in our statement and that was never um one of the things for us to concentrate on like i said it was much broader than that um you know we are we're a very very big group of people and the, the supporters clubs are representing their members so it's not just those directly involved with the campaigns they're also supporting their members who are also behind it so th- there's loads of people kind of on the on the sidelines also involved this isn't about any one of us it absolutely is not we we've come into this and i'm in a good position as somebody who even though i'm a member of ast and and she wore actually i'm one of the people that represents the individuals so and there's a few of us that aren't affiliated um a few of the others that aren't affiliated to any group because our argument is it's great having the supporters clubs represented but who represents the hundreds of thousands of supporters out there who aren't a member of any supporters club so um so this isn't about any one of us it's about opening that dialogue with the club and yeah ideally it will be a regular dialogue that will be absolutely transparent as well how many people are involved i know you say there's members of supporters clubs um and their members but how many people in the collective that went to say the meeting or went to the pub how, how many of you are there in total yeah, so there's about um, seven people on what we call the the steering group, and um, and those people. So some of them are representing their their individual supporters clubs. A few of us aren't. There's two of us on there as as a kind of representing individuals, non-members. Um, and then we have a secondary group, and the secondary group are probably the most important group because. These are the really clever guys. So they, they're the ones who can come up with the petition very quickly and they can do the MEMS and all the other clever stuff that they've been doing. They're the real doers. Um, and But they also really feed in to the, the steering 
the steering group as well so but it's all together there's no hierarchy in this you know we've literally just placed people where their skills are so we know we've got some people who are, you know have a really good reach on twitter and facebook and other people who perhaps know journalists other people who um have good communication already with people within the club so we've placed people where their skill set is Okay. Um, well, Joe, thank you very, very much for that. It's it's really good to to get an insight to what what it was like and and what happens and what's going forward. I suppose the best thing that we can do as as Arsenal fans um, is just maintain united. And already, I, I go back to this rubbish on 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 some groups. Uh, you know, guys. Put your put your knives back in your in your pockets, um, because getting your knives out to attack this group or looking for a way to attack this group for reasons that you don't know is is absolutely ridiculous. Trevor, did you have any final word that you wanted to say? Yeah, just just following up on what you said, then Fergus. Oh, you people on social media that are, that are tearing into these guys, these weakhead you guys. Just remember, three or four weeks ago, you were screaming out for these people, screaming out for these people. So let them get on with what they're doing. I think what they're doing is structured, sensible. Listen to what Joe has to say. Very sensible stuff. And uh, hopefully it will last and it will improve our relationship with our great club, Fergus. Brilliant. Joanne, thank you for your time as always. Uh, the feedback I had from the very first podcast was extremely complimentary of yourself. So uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll get the same feedback for this one. I really do thank you for giving us the opportunity to, 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 to discuss this on Guns and the Yellow Ribbons. Thank you. Yeah, great to be on again. Um, yeah, hopefully this has kind of covered some of the points that people were, were talking about. I do completely understand fans want something to happen now. Okay, I'm the same. You know, we're all we're all supporters at the end of the day. So, and and, and we will most definitely be getting something out in the next couple of days. Um, but But we have to do it in a measured way. So, yes, thank you for having me on again. Last point is, what do you make of Pepe? Well, I will comment when he arrives. <laughs> <laughs> well said, Joe. Okay. Well said. <laughs> well, yeah, he's not here yet, but, you know, a choice, Pepe or Zaha? Oh, see, I would probably go for Pepe, to be honest. But, you know, I've been here. I remember, you know, the whole Higuan um, debacle and whatnot and people seeing him at bloody Heathrow with his Arsenal suitcase or whatever and um, yeah four years later he was still missing yeah uh, there's been loads of those been loads of those brilliant thank you very much have a great day uh, thanks very much thank you bye 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 now you have been listening to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons remember this is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans do enjoy the show Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. And remember to rate and review us too.